1: With Alex Golden and Michael Fachi. Ball loose. Give me one. For three, give
2: me it. one Lance. Stevenson ties it with 1.6.
0: Duarte, he knows where the clock is, lets it
2: fly, and hits
0: again! Halliburton at the buzzer. Captain Pooch with another
2: one! Brogdon goes inside and Turner finishes! Halliburton leaves it off for Batase. Go go! Job. Oh, what a move by Heald. He lays it in. Healed. Hotter than fish grease. Dropped it off to Jalen Smith with the poster. Jackson the catch. Jackson the basket. Washington again.
0: Five of them. Pacers got the steal. Outrunning is Brissett, pounds it all. It's it to Taylor. It's Taylor missed it. it. Tips it in. Warren lets it fly. Yes! T.J. Warren!
3: Echoing. What's going on Pacer Nation? We are here at halftime of the Indiana Pacers versus Sacramento Kings game. I'm joined by Tyler Smith. Uh, you guys know him pretty well on Twitter. Tyler, what's going on, man?
1: How's it going? It's good to be back here at game Bridge, And we got a battle for fifth place in the uh, tank going on right now.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Buddy Heald's playing pretty well so far. Uh, Goga Batadze has had some nice plays as well. He did get dunked on by uh, Indiana native Trey Lowes. But we also got Big Glenn. We also got Frank here today. It is Frank's birthday, so... Frank, happy birthday to you.
2: Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I don't want to turn any more older <laughs> than I already am. So, But it's uh, great to be here tonight, seeing the Pacers pull another one out, I
3: hope. Yeah, and Big Glenn, everybody knows him on Twitter. Longtime member of Turner's Block. So Big Glenn, what's going on, brother? It's doing good. I'm
4: looking forward to, to his potential pacer win or more uh, balls for the There we go.
3: There we go. Yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts so far on this game, Frank?
4: Uh,
2: so far, it's been a pretty exciting game. Uh, just to see them uh, basically practicing for next year's uh, season. Uh, but overall, it's been a pretty rounded game so far. All right, Glenn, I'm going to come back to you. Is there any player that stood
3: out to you so far tonight from either team?
4: Uh, tonight, uh, Buddy Hield and Tyrese Reese, Halliburton uh, stood out to me. They uh, look like they're they're working on good on the offense, uh, doing good on defense, and. Uh, they are looking great.
3: Good stuff there. So, Tyler, obviously, to start tonight's uh,
4: festives off, we uh, got a little
3: tribute video from the Pacers for the former th- Pacers, Jeremy Liam, Justin Holiday, and Demonte Sabonis. What were your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that was nice. I, I was bummed, you know, as I'm sure most fans are, that Sabonis isn't here tonight, didn't make the trip. Um, just seems to be the Pacer curse of injuries, no matter if they're on the team or not. So, it's unfortunate uh, to not see him, but that was a nice touch, I think, on the video board.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I did post that video to my Twitter account if you have not seen it yet, but other than that, we are watching a little bit of a knockout competition here at halftime with uh, radio host Kevin Bowen and Jay Query involved in this as, as well as former Pacer Fred Jones, so it is a pretty uh, intense matchup here getting down to the finalists. Tony East is walking by. Uh, there he is, so... Uh, this is a lot of fun doing a live podcast at a game. So uh, let's go back to you, Frank, here. Uh, you've been here for a lot of games this this season as a member of Turner's Block as well. What are your thoughts so far uh, from this season and maybe some thoughts that you have going forward?
2: Uh, this season has been a, like a roller coaster, up and down. But uh, since the trade happened, uh, it's just better to think about next year so we can get back in to continue to get in the playoffs again. But overall, it's been a good season so far. Yeah, well, let's kind
3: of do a positive spin here, Big Glenn. Uh, what's been the most positive thing that you've noticed from this season?
4: Uh, everything since we uh, did the uh, trade with Sacramento. I mean, up until that point, the team was still, still uh, two-month-old stale Cheetos, you know? And, and <laughs> it's like, this team ain't doing nothing, so we made those trades, and ever since then, um, the vibe has changed at the Fieldhouse. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about.
3: Yeah. All right, Tyler, anything else from you on uh, what you've seen so far this year?
1: I agree with these guys. You know, the, the vibe changed. As you guys know, there's nothing like when there's playoffs in this building. So yeah. we got to get back to that point next year. And I think you know, some teams, when they rebuild, they don't really have anybody on the court that seems to fit the future. Pacers have a lot of guys, especially a couple, but a lot of guys that have that potential uh, to be here next year. So as this home schedule's is winding down, I think they've got four more in this building. There could be a lot of big changes, but I think there's a pretty good core to start with. And, uh, you know, with the vibe changing, I think better days are ahead, hopefully. Yeah, and so obviously losing
3: this game does help the Pacers with their odds of getting a better draft pick. And the, and the games they have left, it's a pretty tough schedule. I, I think this game and maybe the uh, – the Pistons game is the only one we should actually maybe be favored to win, but the other ones are going to be pretty tough. So, I'm going to come back to you, Frank. I don't know how, how much you know about college basketball, but are there any guys you're keeping an eye on that you'd like the Pacers to add maybe in the draft?
2: Uh, just, Ivy's a good one. But if it fit the Pacers future uh, thinking of uh, but Ivy from Purdue, is really yeah. like a Lance Stevenson almost. but in uh, the kid from Illinois, the big, tall kid. Kofi Coburn? Yeah, the big, tall guy. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think that's what the Pacers need some more beef underneath that. Rebounding is a key thing that they talk about every year that we don't see improvement. So we'll see.
4: As an IU guy, I don't really like to say it because he's a Purdue guy, but Jade Obby is one I'm looking forward to possibly seeing in Pacer colors. Uh, another few that nobody's actually missing yet is Johnny Juzang from uh, UCLA. Okay. He, he had a heck of a run in the tournament last year and I, I think they got to the Sweet 16 I believe, so if he continues to get better and things like that, he could possibly, uh, I would like to see him on our board as well. Uh, another one is uh, Chet Humber from Gonzaga. Yeah. But, that obviously would mean that we would need to pick, like, one, two, or three to get him. Yeah. But other than that, I think whoever's on the board is going to be a good fit for us. All right. Tyler, right. what
1: about uh, Keegan Murray is who I'm keeping an eye on. I think uh, Jaden Ivey probably gets picked before the Pacers select. Maybe not. I would love for him to fall to Indy. Um, but a lot of the projections for Keegan Murray I've seen somewhere in the 8, 10, 12 range. And I feel like even if the Pacers, you know, for lack of better term, get screwed a little bit in the lottery and it kind of slipped back a little bit, I think Keegan Murray could still be there. So he's the guy Is that stretch four, three-point shooter that I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, basically this draft is viewed as a
3: a good draft, not a great one, but I still think there's some depth in there and I think there are some special players in that top 10 and I'm not too concerned about where the Pacers actually land because there's a lot of names out there that could be interesting. I think one of the most intriguing names out there is Shaden Sharp, a kid from Kentucky uh, that graduated in the first semester, the fall semester from high school, so he is actually eligible to be at Kentucky right now, but he's not playing, obviously, and they already got bounced by St. Peter's, but he's a guy that, you know, entering the draft, he uh, could be anywhere from top five to anywhere from 10 to 15. I mean, it's just all over the board right now, but uh, he's a guy I'm keeping an eye on. And then I'm not sure if you guys heard our last podcast, but Benedict Matherin is a guy that I brought up. Uh, had a huge game against TCU in the tournament on Sunday night. I'm going to come back to you, Tyler. What are your thoughts on Ben Matherin?
1: I haven't looked at, into him too much, but I am intrigued. And, you know, as you said, just the depth. But, and uh, for, for months and months, people talk about how top-heavy it was, but I think we're seeing – which we do often a lot of years. We see that it's actually a little deeper than what people think. I feel almost every year they're saying, oh, this draft is this or that. And, and we uh, we kind of see otherwise. Even this past year with Duarte going 13, he surprised a lot of people going that low. Um, but I think uh, typing in Halliburton and Catherine, you know, as far as uh, as a rider, that'd be kind of fun to do. Yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. I, I think that they actually fit pretty well together as well. Uh, Big Glenn. Any other names, though? Like, Have you watched any of Matherin at all, or uh, any other names that I haven't brought up?
4: Um, that much come to mind. I think the other other name that was mentioned was Kofi Kopern out of Illinois. Other than that, uh, no really names come to my mind that Pacers could select at high. So, you know. What about you? Anything else from you? I just
2: hope Kevin Pritchard picks the right one, because it seems like uh, sometimes we just don't get the right person to fit. Well, well, what the- what do you think about Chris Duarte? Uh, he's awesome. Now, I mean, there's all around player, but uh, yeah. I just, I just hope it goes the right way for our yeah. picks this year. I,
4: I, yeah, the Chris Doherty pick from last year is uh, a great pick. Obviously, a power Carlisle kind of guy, so uh, it's gonna be awesome to see him develop over the next five years. Yeah. So as we kind
3: of wrap this up, uh, just tell us how you became a fan of the team, uh, what you like about the Pacers, and what made you want to be like a part of Turner's block.
2: No, ever since Reggie Miller started it back in the day, and Vern Fleming before that, and then being uh, Turner's Bach, I was shy about doing it. And then finally, I uh, kind of branched out, and then I met Glenn, and it's been a family-oriented group. So I'm glad I did, and I'm. Proud to be a Pacers fan every day. Yeah, for sure. And Glenn, you've actually been on the road twice this year, yes. Orlando
3: and Denver. Tell us about those experiences and when you became a Pacers fan. Uh,
4: those experiences were very good. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't win the game in Denver. Yeah. Uh, but we did have that huge comeback in Orlando. Actually, just a few short weeks ago. Uh, how I became a fan was, was pretty much uh, your, your typical Reggie Miller teams in the 90s. I was born the year Reds came into the league. So seeing those teams, seeing the passion of these fans, you can hear it in my voice. I love being here. I love being in a turner's block. I hope they bring it ran back next year just on the balcony. That's
3: another subject for another day. Yeah, not in the it's little
2: lower.
4: Yeah,
3: it really, you guys can't even be really be heard up there. And I think that does have an impact on the overall feel of the Fieldhouse. So Tyler,
1: uh, any final thoughts from you as
3: we kind of wrap up this conversation? I
1: just love talking baseball basketball. I love yes. seeing the passion of fans. And as I said earlier, you know, desperately want this team to get back on the right track, yes. be a playoff team next year. Um, I think it's very possible if they if they hit on that draft pick and the, the later first-round draft pick that they're expected to get from Cleveland. They've got a lot of cap space. they got trade pieces. Going to be a busy summer. Um, so but I LeBron retires. <laughs> that's, that's probably not coming for a few years, but yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, I think better days are ahead, as I said, and uh, can't get much worse you know, in the last couple of years. But I do think I do think better days are coming.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, clearly a rough time right now as a fan to kind of watch the, the season come to an end. But it is always good to talk with Pacer fans and just learn a little bit more about them and what they think on the team. So uh, this is a, a short episode here, a little mini episode for you guys. But hope you guys enjoy it. And we will talk to you all later this week. Let's go Pacers!